Welcome back, folks, to WrestleRant Radio right here on EC Radio. Graham Jason Matthews here, joined alongside RJ. How's it going today, RJ? Doing good tonight, Graham. Only five nights to go until Extreme Rules. Very much looking forward to it. Today's show is all about Extreme Rules on Sunday. Our predictions, our picks, our preview of the show. And it's shaping up to be a pretty good show, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Are you looking forward to it, though? Obviously. That's a, for, that's a clown question. For free 99 on the WWE No, Network. I'm paying 9.99. We're, we're paying 9.99, yeah. but it's free for everybody else. But we are joined by at Ninja Rollins Andre here on today on, on the show. How's it going tonight, Andre? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, excited to be here and ready to talk about wrestling. Of course. Like I said, we got Raw last night, Extreme Rules on Sunday. We'll talk about Extreme Rules in a little bit. Raw a little bit as well. Kind of the highlights. It wasn't a great show, but it still was enjoyable. Some solid build for Sunday. But first and foremost, let's address the elephant in the room. Seth Rollins' curb stomp being banned by WWE. Not being banned. It's being banned. A lot of conflicting reports. At last word, from what I understand, the move has not been banned, but WWE is trying to transition him from using that move for a variety of reasons. Some people cite health issues or concerns. Some other people cite their recent... Um, the suing towards the company, some legal issues, whatever it may be. Uh, we will not be seeing the curb stomp from Seth Rollins going forward, which is very unfortunate. One of the best current finishers in WWE. Always looks brutal. People, whoever takes it, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, John Cena, they sell the move like a million bucks. And last night he debuted a new crappy double-arm DDT or whatever it was. So, RJ, I'll ask you first because you're the first one that broke the news to me. And I was pretty shocked. And I'm like, please tell me he's joking. And it's April Fool's Day. And unfortunately, it is true. I seen last night on Raw. Um, but what were your, was your initial reaction, RJ? And what do you think is the cause of all of this? I think I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I think if you ban one move for a certain reason, what makes other moves not in the same requirement or realm of that move? I think if you're going to ban the curb stomp, then any DDT would have to be banned. Anything to the head neck area should be banned. And that can assist. That could be consistent. So many moves that I think banning one move and then like it's just so dumb. Like they have to like at least if they're gonna ban it, come out with like a criteria of why it's being banned. I think it shouldn't be banned. I think easily people always hit their hands first before their head hits the ground. So no one's got hurt from it either. So which I don't understand why. But I've heard that the recent lawsuits of other former talent like Luther Reigns is someone I could remember that they were complaining or going to court with the WWE because the injuries that they received during the career now, like, they're all screwed up because of all the damage they took throughout their career. But I think it's maybe just a PR move now just try to lighten it down. But you can't start banning moves because then anything's up for grabs, I guess. Well, for one thing, we won't go into detail about it here. I thought the lawsuits were just dumb, if only because you get hurt while you're wrestling. I mean, it comes with the territory. What else do you expect? I understand WWE maybe not addressing it or handling it or whatever, but it's been how many years since those guys were with the company? Now, all of a sudden, 
Now they're coming forward all at once. I don't know. I just think it's a desperate attempt to money for money or whatever it is. A quick cash grab. But um, nevertheless, though, I feel like with the move, could it be uh, a press thing? I mean, I guess only time will tell. And the new finisher has got a lot of heat. I didn't mind it so much, but it is, of course, paling in comparison. Oh, my God. You didn't like it. It's just so generic it hurt. Compared I, to the curb stomp. I was looking at I, I was going to look at his other finishers used during his indie scene, but... I just think, like, it just looked like another DDT that just had a different variation to it. It looked like something you'd make in, like, a WWE that game, like, create, create a, finisher. a finisher. Exactly. Something like that, like, it just, like, I don't know. I just think it was just weird. Um, it just didn't seem right. Like, he had the same setup. He did the running powerbomb into the corner. Then he just pulls out this random DDT. I was like, are you still going to do a curb stomp? And then he pulls that thing out. And I, I know, like, it wouldn't make sense for him to do the Phoenix Splash all the time because it's very special and it's only it needs like a big time moat for that to come out so i think that thank god he's not doing that as his regular finisher and i hope he comes up with a different finisher or comes up with one that he used throughout his career and independence and stuff like that you can only ban so many moves like you said my main concern with this i get the health stuff the lawsuit stuff to an extent but where does the line get drawn here do you ban the rko because it affects the neck do you ban the zigzag, DDTs, like you mentioned, the uh, the new springboard stunner from John Cena? There's a lot of different moves that can be banned. And like I said, it's professional wrestling. With some moves, like the pile driver, I get it. It affects the necks, it affects the necks of, of the competitors and his ended careers. But something as simple as a curb stomp where it has yet to have any you know prior issues with anyone who's taken it, it doesn't make any sense to me, but like I said, the only benefit coming out of this is hopefully they're only experimenting with a new finisher, and that is not his new finisher, because like you said, the crowd couldn't have cared less. They sat on their hands when he hit it. Um, very silent for the new finisher from Rollins last night. But Andre, I understand that you're a huge Seth Rollins fan, of course, so <clears throat> I want to get your thoughts on the banning of the curb stomp and um, how you think it came about. Um, I, I don't approve of it. I think uh, it shouldn't be banned because... No wrestler has been injured from it, and uh, I think they banned it at the wrong time, having the RKO banned from the cage match leading to Extreme Rules, which is kind of weird to me, and I'm not sure how that's going to play out for the match, but uh, I just I'm not okay with uh, the curve stop being banned. But I heard uh, that I'm not sure if it's banned, Maybe he'll use it at uh, Extreme Rules, but we'll find out. Someone brought that up to me today on Twitter. They mentioned that it may not be banned, like you said, but he's only only going to be using it maybe in special occasions. I feel like they might give it the punt treatment from Randy Orton, who had the punt kicked on a regular basis. He had it um, banned anyway about three or four years ago, but he has brought it back on occasion maybe two or three times since 2012 so i would like to see the curb stop more often than that but if anything i would like to see it not banned and like you said hopefully we can see it on sunday and maybe multiple occasions down the line in um big fight field situations where it can be called upon but those are our two cents on the curb stop being banned like i said before hopefully we can see it sunday in the steel cage match because the, the timing could not have been any more, any better, I guess, for lack of a better term, in that we have the RKO band in storyline come Sunday, whereas we also have the curb stomp band as well. And the general consensus, like RJ just mentioned, that 
He cannot use the Phoenix Splash every single night. It's going to take away from the specialness of it. Um, but that said, though, I would love to see it on Sunday on top of the steel cage. You did tease it in that match with Randy Orton. You don't want to see it. It could be disastrous. Off top of the cage? It could be disastrous. If he hits it at all, what if he hits it off the top rope? I would go. No, I like. I know it'd be nice if he hit it, but like, if he didn't hit it and like hurt himself, it'd be a train wreck. Off the top of the cage. I think it for someone of his high stake, it would not be in the best interest of the company to have him do a backflip. Whatever that. Whatever is. the hell it's called. <laughs> off the top of the off the cage. I think it could really hurt him, and they don't really need another big star going down with an injury. Especially their biggest heel, the biggest star arguably in the WWE right now. So speaking of health concerns, Daniel Bryan, a lot of speculation and rumors going on about him right now. We talked about this briefly last week here on the show, but it was shortly after Tuesday and after we did the show last week that it was confirmed that Daniel Bryan, after the SmackDown, tu- after the Smackdown taping on Tuesday night, that he was taken off the European tour. He has not been heard or seen from since. Um, he was not on Raw last night. I do not think he'll be on SmackDown tonight. And at last word, his match with Bad News Barrett for the Intercontinental Championship on Sunday at Extreme Rules has been put in question and determined as to whether he can compete. I guess WWE will make an official announcement, whether it be on SmackDown, on the website, or whatever. Um, hopefully, we will find out a full diagnosis on Daniel Bryan in the very near future. So, Andre, I want to get your thoughts on Daniel Bryan's health issue. Do you think he competes on Sunday? Um, I'm really not sure how I feel about it, but I, I hopefully he has a, a great match against Wade Barrett, and uh, hopefully he doesn't get injured against him. Do you feel like retirement could be a legitimate possibility for Daniel Bryan? Uh, I don't think so. I think he's going to stay around for quite some time. RJ? I feel like... I feel like he's John, like John Cena, and he's not going to leave because he loves the business. Hopefully. Whether he... Hopefully. I mean, I feel like whether he likes the business or not, I mean, Daniel Bryan is well, or John Cena as well, but Daniel Bryan specifically, I feel like he tried to put off the injury, especially last year as well when he had the neck injury. You know, he tried to put it back as, as far back as he could. He talked about this on Chris Jericho's podcast that he wrestled the main event of WrestleMania last year with the neck issue that he already had, but it wasn't until after Extreme Rolls or whatever it is that he finally got it checked out. So, RJ, do you feel like a retirement situation is plausible for Daniel Bryan? Are you fearing the worst like I am? I think it's very plausible. I think if his neck injury is as serious as it's been rumored to be, I think I think he could retire. I'm not going to say he's not going to retire because we've seen crazier things happen, I think. He's not toning his in-ring wrestling down at all. He's still doing all the same stuff and landing on his shoulder, neck area. And I think, I guess maybe he just wants to compete like he always does, but that could just shorten his career. And I guess, I think he's willing to take the risk and maybe have a shorter career, but wrestle the way he wants to wrestle. And I think if he can't wrestle, then it's going to suck, but he has to do what he has to do. His health's more important than wrestling, so... I think I think it is eminent that he could retire, but um, I think he should. I think he will compete on Sunday. I don't, I don't think he'll be in a long match either, but I think he will compete on on Sunday. Whether or not he retires or not, I feel like there is a possibility of that happening. I'm not, of course, hoping for it. I want only the better, only the best thing for his health. But um, I recently read a report earlier today that if he was going to be out with whatever injury he currently has, whether it be a, a concussion or a neck or whatever it has to do with his previous injury that he sustained, 
he could be out for about a month. And I could see that. I don't know if they would strip him of the championship. And we'll talk about that right now, actually. We don't have to get him extreme rules to talk about this before we get to our predictions. I'll ask you first, RJ. You're the one who asked me this on hashtag AskDSM this week. I thought it was a good question. If you feel like Daniel Bryan has to be taken out of commission, has to be stripped of the championship, do you feel like they would give the belt back to Barrett on Sunday? Or do you feel like they would hold another tournament to crown a new Intercontinental Champion? And who would you give it to? I think they'd have to hold another tournament. You cannot give it to Wade Barrett or whatever the hell you want to call him. I call him Wade Barrett because he's better as Wade Barrett. But um, I think you couldn't give it right back to him. His other title reigns have been pretty bad. He never wins. So he's not plausible for him to win. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to win anyway. So I think they would have to give it to another another face, another new face that we haven't seen with the title. I think it's very explain. I'd easily give it to Bray Wyatt. I think it'd make a lot of sense. If anything, have Wyatt attack. Brian, write him off TV, then they do the tournament and he wins it. I think Bray Wyatt needs a championship, and I think IC championship would be good for him. And I think it'd be, I think it'd be the perfect scenario for him to have him write off Brian, then him win the title back or win the title. Well, he needs to push it all, much less championship gold, because the guy after the whole feud with Undertaker, like I said, I mean, I know we're on two different minds about this. I thought the match was good. The feud was what it was. Was it a waste of time? An argument can be made. I think so. Because we haven't heard from Undertaker yet, or you know, since last year. But that's another conversation for another day. As for Bray, Bray Wyatt, all he's been doing for the last couple of weeks is cut promos, and those get old after a while. I mean, I give him credit; he's made the most of it. He's made it interesting. But I mean, as much as I like Ryback, do I feel like that would be a good feud for him? Probably not. He could be doing a lot better. And this all goes back to what we've been saying nonstop for six months now. They shouldn't have pushed him straight to the top when he first came into the company by giving him feuds with John Cena and Jericho and all these top stars because he has nowhere to go but down. Like if he feuded with The Shield last year instead at WrestleMania and then feuded with all these mid-carters, upper mid-carters before working his way up to John Cena, you know, then his ascent, maybe maybe he would be better off. I really don't know. But he's worked with all the top baby faces and he has nowhere to go but down. That's why people see this proposed feud with Ryback as such a demotion because he could be doing better. But, um, you know, still, I feel like, going back to what you were saying before with the Intercontinental Championship, I feel like either Bray Wyatt or Sheamus would be viable contenders for that championship. Anybody but Barrett, and this is coming from a Barrett fan, the guy tarnished that championship. And it's not his fault. It was the booking of his character and the fact they made him lose every single freaking week. But, you know, nevertheless, either Sheamus or Barrett in my book. But, Andre, if Daniel Bryan had to be stripped of the Intercontinental Championship, who would you give the belt to instead? Um, I would give it to Dean Ambrose because I feel like he'll make it so much more important because WWE has been shitting on him for the past, uh, since a while, since like the show broke up, he's yet to win a pay-per-view main event. And I think it's his time. He needs a title to hold. And, uh, I think it should be him. Plus the crowd loves him and he has one of the biggest pops in WWE. So I think the right decision is to give it to him, and he could feud with. He already feuded with Bray Wyatt and uh, Wade Barrett. Maybe uh, Cody Rhodes. Like bring back Cody Rhodes and make have like a feud going on or something. I think that would be pretty cool to see in the future. I I think I think uh, I like your point of Ambrose, but I think Wyatt would would need the title more than Ambrose because he's already had the United States Championship, and yeah. I think. They'd have more fresher feuds with Wyatt. They could have Ziggler. They do Ryback, Rhodes, if Cody Rhodes or Stardust, whatever the hell you want to call him. Rusev too. Rusev. They have plenty of people. 
Um, there are plenty of people. I think there are more people for uh, Wyatt yeah. to work with than they would with Ambrose. Mm-hmm. But I do like Ambrose. Though. I didn't even think about Ambrose being a potential candidate to win that championship. There's a couple people he can feed it. There's a lot more potential opponents for Bray Wyatt. And um, I mean, either way, I think both guys need direction right now. More so Wyatt, because at least Ambrose is doing this little mini thing with Luke Harper, which I'm looking forward to on Sunday. I think the feud itself has been, I mean, it's been good. I mean, it really hasn't been given much time. No mics, no mic time for either guy, of course, except for Luke Harper, like for two seconds last night, which was weird. But um, they should have a great match on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I feel like they should be doing something more with Bray or Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt, whether it be for the IC title or not. But either way, both guys is. Um, both guys as yeah. Intercontinental Champion would be cool. What were you going to say? Both, uh, both superstars are very talented. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. I said they both have amazing mic skills, and I just love their work. No, yeah, same. Um, I feel like the, the only reason why their feud flopped last year, I think, was because it came at a time when both guys need wins. Like, the matches were good. And Wyatt won every single one, and Dean Ambrose needs that big win. Hopefully we get that on Sunday, because he hasn't won a match on pay-per-view since payback exactly. last year, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned that before, Andre. I mean, he hasn't won a match on pay-per-view in like 10 months, and even when that happened, it was a part of the Shield, and it wasn't one-on-one. So you Yeah, know. but you have to look who he's facing, too. He Rollins and Wyatt, and they need Rollins to win. To make him look strong, and they yeah. need Wyatt to win to make him look strong. It's just the, it's just bad timing. Yeah, that's all. I mean, at like Fastlane, he lost the match by like disqualification, and then at WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan was the better candidate because he's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. They just could be doing something more with him. Luke Harper, they've kind of I don't want to say they've ruined him, but they could be doing a lot more with him too. And I think he can take a loss to Dean Ambrose. But like I said, I'm looking forward to that match come Sunday. So we had Raw last night, pretty much all billed for Sunday. The main story of the show being Randy Orton um, hitting RKO's on everybody from Heath Slater to Seth Rollins at the end of the show. And he finally got his RKO on the WWE World Heavyweight Champion inside of the steel cage. You called it via text when you were talking to me last night. And um, so that happened. That was pretty much the story of Raw. The seeds were planted for the Kane babyface turn. We talked about that a little bit last week. So, RJ, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the whole story told throughout Raw last night with Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, and Kane? I thought it was good. I thought Rollins obviously plays the heel, and he's not going to, like, he's afraid of Orton, like, Orton's going to get him. And I just, the only part I didn't understand is I thought Kane was going to come back with a mask. They kind of teased that he's not Hellfire and Brimstone anymore. He's the corporate Kane. So, when he came out, it was kind of weird when he came out and fought Cena earlier in the night. And then when he came out later, I don't know, like, thought they made up, like, in that backstage segment, but then Kane was, like, pissed at Rollins again. Because he tweeted something about it. Yeah, him. but then, like, they made it up, and Rollins said he was sorry in the backstage. Yeah. yeah and then, like, Kane came out was pissed at him. So, like, Jane, Jane, Triple H went after him. I knew everyone had to know Rollins was going to, I mean, Orton was going to get in the cage and RK him. It was, it was, right off the bat of the show, was, they already said it was going to happen, so you had to know. Was, I think it was good. Makes Orton look more legit and... I think it's a guaranteed Rollins is going to win out Sunday, but it still makes it more intriguing than it would have been if nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they built up the stipulation well because you know they're not going to hit the RK or Orton's not going to hit the RK on Sunday. Rollins could, but Orton definitely won't. So that was a good little teaser throughout the show and him beating, um, you know, hitting RKOs on scrubs like Miz and Slater and the New Day. I thought that was pretty great. Some people didn't like that, but I thought it was pretty funny. But um, it was a nice story told throughout the show. Andre, what were your thoughts on the story told last night on Raw? Between Kane, Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton, did you like what they were doing last night? I, I definitely love every second of it. Um, this is probably my favorite feud of the year. Uh, 
Randy and Seth. And last night was pretty cool. The opener of Rob having Orton come out and telling him what he would do to Seth at Extreme Rules was, was pretty good. Uh, Randy Orton RKOing everyone, showing him he could be the sadistic Randy Orton that he can used to be. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And uh, I thought it was pretty amazing how Randy Orton can do RKOs from out of nowhere, showing Seth Rollins that he will be the next WWE champion uh, this Sunday. And hopefully, uh, I don't want Randy to win because uh, I'm more on Seth uh Inside on this one, this Sunday. Like I've been saying for months, I feel like Orton has been doing the best work of his career, maybe if ever, at least in the last couple of years, at least in the last five years, because him as a babyface, I mean, of course he's a natural heel, but he seems more motivated than ever, because he doesn't need to prove himself anymore, he's not aligned with the authority or whoever. The guy's going out there, having great matches, having show-stealing matches, cutting good promos, like there was a time when he'd come out for 20 minutes and cut a boring promo, but now, you know, all these years later, he's finally in his zone. He's in in his element as an anti-hero babyface, and I think he's thriving, so. It was a nice little story to What was that? To it's pretty amazing just to see how far he's come and great mic skills he has, and he's showing everyone he still got it, because everyone always says that he's lost it or whatever. I think he still has that factor he came in with no, absolutely. I feel like, yeah, there was a time when he wasn't really all that exciting to watch. I mean, he was always a great in-ring worker, but he didn't seem motivated on the mic and stuff like that. And especially put him with a guy like Seth Rollins, who, like we said before, is the single best act in WWE right now. Of course, as its world champion, you put those two guys into one equation, you get this amazing feud, and I feel like the feud now is way better off than it was before WrestleMania, when they were doing the whole, I'm on your side, I'm not on your side, all that kind of crap, the way they kind of messed it up, but, you know, ever since WrestleMania, since that great match they had on the grand stage, they've been doing this, they've been doing right by this feud, and I think anticipation is at an all-time high for the WWE title match come Sunday. So there was another little story last night, not much of a story, but Triple H made his first Raw appearance in nearly a month to make an announcement regarding Tough Enough coming back on June 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the USA Network. I've talked about this before. I love Tough Enough. Love watching the 2011 season back. I watch it every single week. I thought that was awesome. So I'm looking forward to the renewal of the show. So Andre, what were your thoughts on the announcement made by Triple H on Raw last night? Did you feel like it lived up to your expectations? Um, what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was pretty cool. I think uh, I like how they're bringing it back. Hopefully, they will actually use the winner in WWE like they didn't last you know, a couple years ago. But yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I'm excited to see the con contenders of the show, and uh, hopefully, it all goes well and uh, we get like a future Seth Rollins in the process. Exactly, and it's funny too, because the only real people that made it out of that show, out of the, what, the five seasons that they had, from Tough Enough, where, I mean, they didn't mention Cameron, of course, because that was the renewal season, but Miz With and... Shock, I'm shocked that she made it in WWE. Exactly, she was, she was the first one eliminated too. You're not shocked? Why do you say that? Because she's pretty, she's attractive. She's pretty, yeah. She's a model, she's... She played her role in the Funk Dottles as good as anyone else could have done. It wasn't like a big role. I just think that she like I don't know. I think she, I think she did better than the other. I think I don't think she should have been the first one. That was my main issue. 
I think the Miss USA should have been out the first. Rima. Well, she wasn't that bad. She well, the, she was in the, the bottom three a couple times. The chick, the, like the eleven year wrestler, she, she was terrible. Yeah, she should have got out quit. first. Yeah. Mm. Eric was. Eh, they saw potential in her. We won't go into huge thought. We won't go into huge about this right now. But it was a good show, though. Um, I don't think I'm more shocked about that than I am that they didn't bring any of the other contestants back. Like I thought, Martin was great. Luke should have been contract the day after he got cut. Yeah, Martin was really good. Yeah, Martin was great. I don't know how they didn't bring him back, especially Luke. You and I have talked about this before, but that guy was the, the full package. I don't know how they didn't contact that guy. But nevertheless, Miz and Ryback are one of the few success stories from that show. There's been a couple. There's been John a few Morrison. others. John Morrison, yeah. Maven wasn't that bad. Nydia wasn't that bad. Um, they're the first season. The second season, no one. No, they had Jackie, Miss Jackie, okay. and then... Shaniqua from the Bashams, she sucked, but... Yeah, she was gone and, and then they had, Mid, then they had uh, the, what's the guy's name? Matt Capaletti, or... He got hurt, and then they had John Morrison one that year, too. Yep, yep, yep. And then Daniel Peter sucked. Yeah, he was Andy different Levine. from coffee. Andy, Andy Levine. Levine was terrible. No, silent rage. Oh, my oh that guy was horrendous. I hate watching that season back, knowing that he won. <laughs> kind of ruins it for me. But it's a great show, though. But um, the announcement itself last night, I'm, I'm very happy it came back. And the announcement itself was basically just kind of a promotion for a promotion for people to send in the videos via the website or whatever it is. But they didn't really they didn't name a host, which I thought they would. And they did a few months before the renewal of the show a couple of years ago when it came back in 2011. You know, about two or three months before the show came back, they said that Stone Cold would be the host and Trish would be on it, Booker T, whatever. And we still have no idea what's going on. I mean, it's going to be live. It hasn't been taped yet, so maybe that has something to do with it. But I don't know. I feel like I was expecting more from the Triple H announcement last night. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't anything that we didn't already hear earlier in the day when they put out the video of Triple H talking at the WWE studios, accepting applications. But um, RJ, what were your thoughts on the Triple H announcement and you know the, the renewal of Tough Enough on the USA Network? He pretty much didn't announce anything. He pretty much said go online and send in your application to be on Tough Enough. Um, I hope it's not like a bunch of just like it's. Not, I hope it's not like a bunch of me's out there like. Want to be a WWE wrestler and then like not cut it. I think they should have independent people that like would actually make it to the WWE, not like freaking Bobby from Salem State trying to go make in the WWE. Like they need like legit people because the first couple seasons they had a bunch. There was all random people and like half them quit, so it was stupid. Yeah, they should have people that actually want to be in the WWE can actually cut it. And I think having the random people like those won't cut it at all. Four words, one man. Thrill ride. Seriously. Nominate Jimmy Preston for Tough Enough, and if you don't know who he is, regardless of whether you're from Massachusetts or not, check him out. The guy is one of the best damn things in the independent wrestling scene right now. Hashtag Thrill Ride or Die. Make sure to nominate him. He better be on that show. Otherwise, I'm not watching. I'm just kidding. I'll watch anyway. But he deserves to be on that show, though. The guy's great. But um, that was Tough Enough. Another thing from the show last night. We'll talk about this briefly. Naomi is apparently the new number one contender to the Divas Championship. She came out last night, and we were all expecting kind of a repackaging of Naomi. Maybe a new a new entrance theme, a new nope. heel theme, a new finisher. Nope. And new character development. No. No, I mean, she has new aggression, but that's about it. And the Bella Twins are apparently babyface now, I guess, in this feud. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I mean... I praised the angle last week because I thought it was good. I, I still maintain that uh, one week later, but just the way that they're going to handle it. They're going to be in Chicago on Sunday. What do they expect is going to happen? They're not going to cheer the Bellas, 
and they already turned Naomi, so I don't ex- I don't know what they expect to happen. Um, so Andre, I want to get your thoughts on it. What do you think about the whole Divas situation right now with Naomi being a heel, the Bella Twins being babyface, I guess. What were your thoughts on the match last night between Naomi and Brie Bella? Uh, I think uh, I think it's pretty cool having Naomi as a heel. She didn't do much as a face anyways, but hopefully WWE does the right thing with her and makes her a Divas champion, which she should have been Divas champion a long, long time ago. Um, hopefully it goes well for her, uh, and we see, like, as you said, a new theme, theme and, and finishers and stuff, but, uh, I don't know, hopefully she, uh, she does great with her career as a, as a heel, which I'm a huge heel fan, so I think she'll, she'll be, like, really good as a heel, and, and she'll be champion, and she'll beat Nikki for the title. I believe she will. No, I, th- I absolutely agree. I feel like with Naomi, although she is a natural baby face, I think it was time for a change with her because people have made the note before, before she turned heel, that you know, in her various victories over the Bellas and whatever, people didn't really care. Like, I like Naomi. She's a great athlete, one of the best athletes that the division has right now. But, I mean, what did we really know about her, aside from the fact that she was a Funkadactyl and she had this crappy theme song we've been hearing for nonstop for three years, you know? So I think a, a heel turn was necessary, but they should have thought it out and, and you know, thought to themselves um, the booking of it. Because now you have two heels against each other come Sunday with Naomi and the Bella Twins, Nikki Bella. And we'll get into our predictions in a little bit, but I just feel like the booking of it was... I don't think they thought ahead. I think they thought, oh, this is a great angle for England. Paige is in her home country. You have Naomi turn on her, it's going to get a great reaction, in which it did, but... One week later, people were just sitting on their hands because it was a heel versus heel matchup. So, RJ, what were your yeah. thoughts on the on, on the whole situation? Um, I think it's like I said. I think it's good for Naomi to go heel because she's done pretty much everything as a face, and like you said, she had no reaction people could give two craps over Naomi. But having the stupid Funkadactyl freaking entrance still, and like doing the rear view and pretty much not changing anything about her character makes no sense because. No, like, that's such a babyface shtick, like the dancing freaking Funkadactyl music, like, oh my goodness. But I think it's not, I don't know, I, I feel like it is kind of heel and heel, but the Bellas always get cheered, so they can kind of turn it in as the Bellas are face now, because they get cheered pretty much everywhere they go, even though they are heels. But last night they acted like they were babyfaces, so I guess they're going to go with the Bellas' babyfaces and Naomi's heels, so I don't have a problem with it, because I think the Bellas can work as faces and heels, so... I don't have a problem with it at all. I like them better as heels. I feel like they're better fit in that role. But even if they're going to do it for one night, like on Sunday, we're going to get that with the tag team title match. Because on paper, it's two heel teams. But you know Cesaro and Kidd are going to be cheering in Chicago. That's the thing, though. I feel like on Sunday, they're just not. They're either going to just. I can guarantee you they're just going to chant stupid stuff. They're just going to chant CM Punk or whatever during the matchup. Because they don't care. I mean, I, she wouldn't have gotten a reaction anyway, Naomi, if she was still a babyface contending for the title. But now that it's heel versus heel, I don't think they're going to cheer for either of them, which sucks because I feel like it could be a good match. And there is a legitimate possibility that Naomi walks out with her first Divas title. So, I mean, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. Just the timing was weird, I guess, for lack of a better term. But um, final note here before we go into our Extreme Rules predictions, Miz and Mizdow having the rubber match last night and the winner taking the Miz brand. The match was rushed beyond belief. This entire feud has been rushed beyond belief. Um, and very disappointing to see because I was a fan of it going into it for months when it first started getting built up. 
And Miz wins after Naomi, or not Naomi, excuse me, Summer Rae turns heel in predictable fashion. Miz keeps the Miz brand, gets RKO by Randy Orton afterwards. And there was a video on the WWE app shortly afterwards saying that Miz was going off to Hollywood so he could be appreciated or something. So I guess that was WWE's way of writing him off, no, out of writing out of storylines for the foreseeable future. So, um, RJ, what has been your thoughts on these uh, on the disappointing program between Miz and Miz Dow? Specifically, the match last night and Miz taking up, uh, picking up the victory. I think it all comes from WrestleMania with Miz down not winning. I just think, I think, I think it's more the fact that people, once Miz down didn't win, and people are just like, alright, gives a shit now. And I think the matches have been pretty bad, and last night was not any better. Just a really brushed match, and then Summer Rae turns heel, even though she usually was a heel. I don't even know what the hell is going on. But it is what it is. I figured I didn't really have high hopes for this feud because I figured WWE would screw it up somehow. And come on, did you really think the Miz was gonna lose? That was just another stupid thing. Um, I guess it's over now because I guess the Miz is gone. But where where does this bring Miz down now? I have no idea. That was my next question for you. What do you think is Damian Sandow? What What do you think is next for Damian Sandow now? Do you think he goes back to being Damian Sandow? I hope he does. He tweeted out, I think this morning, saying that I did Miz better than Miz. I wonder how well I'll do myself. So, I mean, there's a very good possibility we could see him very well as soon as Sunday or Monday saying you're welcome again and doing the whole robe shtick, which I think he was great at, and it could get over as a baby face. But um, I think you make a great point because I was trying to pinpoint a time when the feud started to die down. I think you make a great point that it started at WrestleMania when he lost the Battle Royal. Because if you think about it, Sandow, Mizdow, whatever, he lost to WrestleMania, and then he loses to Miz twice. So he's basically a loser, you know? <laughs> and if he had the match won at WrestleMania, the loss to Miz wouldn't have mattered as much. Yeah. You know? And then what's Big Show doing? You know, standing next to the trophy, posing next to it? Like, it didn't benefit anybody. So, I don't know. That was a missed opportunity. But um, that, that's a great idea, though. But... Andre, what were your thought, or what have your thoughts been on the Miz and Miz Dow feud, and specifically the match last night? Do you feel like they dropped the ball on it? Uh, well, last night I really didn't care for it because, like every week, they'll have them fight each other, and they're not even fighting at a pay per view, which is uh, which I, I don't understand that. Last night it was rushed. Uh, I didn't care for Summer Rae turning on uh, Sandow. Uh, and I think uh, Mizdow should have won last night, but um, I don't know. I just it's just weird how WWE books it, and uh, I just didn't care for it last night. I think I think that the issue with WWE is they have so many feuds that are going on, so you have to rank them on what's going to get the most crowd appeal. I think the other ones that are going to Extreme Rules, I think more people would be a fond, be more fond of, more caring about. So they're going to put those, and they're going to have their uh, respectable times. Then they have this Miz and Mizdow feud that's been going on for a while. They're like, all right, we need to throw it out there, like just end it, like just get rid of it. And like that's how they treat certain things. Like all the other feuds, like the Harper and Ambrose, more people would rather see them than the Miz and Mizdow. Reigns and Big Show, Rollins and Orton, like all those feuds are more important. So the ones that are at the lowest stem, they're just like, rush it, just, like, get it out there, like, make it look like it's done and, like, all that stuff. Like, they kind of rush, like, crappy feuds. I guess, I guess exactly. it kind of makes sense because, like, if it's shit before, just end it. <laughs> but um, they had something good there, and they just dropped the ball on it. They just it. squandered it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you mentioned, too, before that I feel like, especially with the match last night, that it did not get over well. What happens to Miz down now remains to be seen. 
Um, but what were you saying before? I had a thought on what you were saying with Mizda winning. and Oh, the feud itself and it not happening at the pay-per-view. I feel like the factor that I guess they needed Miz to be off TV ASAP so he can go film the movie. But here's the thing with yeah. that. Because I guess you know the, the same thing happened with Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton. You know All these other people who go off to film movies and they have to write them out ASAP. And Lana too. But this is their own damn movie division. Like they own, they can, they can push this stuff back. There's no immediate clamoring for the Marine Four or the it's gonna come out, or It's going to come out right on DVD and it's going to make no money. It's exactly. So then dumb. who cares when it gets filmed? You know what I mean? Like, why do we need to rush a feud for Maybe the Maybe because they already the have it set in the cards before the year starts. Like, this is when we're going to start yeah, filming. Yeah, I guess so. It just doesn't make any sense. And the timing is always poor. And I guess, like you said, they need to rush at ASA pace so they can get Miz out there. But And I get why Miz won. And I wasn't a fan. I mean, I, I, I was fine with that. And Summerite turning heels is... We all saw it coming from a million miles away, so no one in the crowd could have given two craps about it. But it's a feud that's been going on since, like, August, and I know a lot, it has lost some interest, but it did deserve, at the very least, to be on the kickoff show. And now, I don't know what... I mean, Sandow as himself could get over it, but after, like I said, he's being branded as a loser, losing at WrestleMania, and then twice to Miz. So why should I care about him, you know? The whole... Miz, that was one of the most overacts in the entire company for, for months on end. That's not even an exaggeration. And then after losing to Miz and then the Battle Royal, people just don't care. And it's unfortunate because, they, like you said, they just drop the ball on stuff and they squander anything, any one little thing they have left. But, um, yeah, that's just WWE for you. I just wasn't really happy with that. But speaking of things that should happen in Extreme Rules, the pay-per-view is this Sunday. We'll get into our pay-per-view prediction panel right now. Um, the final actual pay-per-view prediction panel that RJ will be a part of for right now, isn't it? And we're, we're out of here in like two or three weeks. When's payback? I believe it's in the end of May. Yeah, so we won't be here for payback. Unless I get you over the phone, but the yeah. last time in studio anyway. But nevertheless, Extreme Rules on Sunday, we said before. Are you looking forward to it, RJ? I'm looking forward to it. I think it has potential to be good. Extreme Rules is always good, so I think it might exceed expectations. So I'm very much looking forward to it. But kicking off the show, though, on the kickoff show for the WWE Tag Team Titles made official last night, the champion Cesaro and Tyson Kidd defending against the New Day, surprisingly enough, and not the Lucha yeah. Dragons. So, I love the New Day. You love the New Day, is that it? I love them. I love the New Day sucks. I love the chant. I love everything about it. They're just awesome. So basically, last night on Raw, we all thought the Lucha Dragons had it in the bag, and then the New Day won. I wasn't too happy originally, but I will say this though: that the the Lucha Dragons will get their shot eventually. I think that's pretty much obvious. And you know, you just got to give a team to Cesaro and Kid to just beat you know just for a random pay per view. Then they can build the Lucha Dragons down the line, and they weren't pinned. And the New Day used some heel tactics. They did further their heel turn in a way, so I was not. Um, too bummed out with that, but that is the tag team title match on Sunday. I don't know if they're officially going full on babyface with Cesaro and Kid now that the Usos are out of action for six months. I don't know if that's official or not. I guess we'll find out. But um, you know for a fact that they will be cheered like crazy on Sunday. So it was smart thinking on their part. But um, Andre, I'll start with you. Who do you think is coming out this match with the WWE tag team title, Cesaro and Kid, or the New Day? I think uh, Cesaro and Kid are definitely going to win. Um, WWE is not going to allow New Day to be WWE champion because I put of the crowd, I believe. But hopefully I'm wrong because I would love to see New Day as champion. Definitely Big E. He deserves to be a champion because I think the last time he was champion, I think he was the Intercontinental champion. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. But, uh, 
yeah, the, I have, I, I believe New Day, uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro will win, but I, hopefully I'm wrong and it goes to New Day because I just pull up New Day. New Day! New Day! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Cesaro and Kidd is going to win. I know it's on the kickoff show, but it would have been nice if they had a stipulation for it. Like, I was thinking for the Lucha Dragons and Cesaro and Kid, they could have they could have given it, like, a tornado rules or something, tornado tag team, which would have been nice. Um, and I, I'm yeah. sure, you know, Cesaro and Kid and, and the New Day will have a nice match as well. But it's on the kickoff show, so it doesn't matter too much anyway. But, um, yeah, you basically said in a nutshell, I mean, it's pretty predictable that Kid, Kid and Cesaro will come out victorious, still the WWE tag team champions. So, two for two here for Cesaro and Kid, RJ. Cesaro and Kid. Freaking New Day sucks. <laughs> and they're not even heels. They just suck. The people hate them so much that they just they make them heels because then no one likes them. At least they're improving though with the heel tactics. It, that, I almost threw up when Xavier Woods grabbed his legs and laughed <laughs> you like a me that, yeah. monkey. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Hopefully they can scrap the gimmick before long because I like it. You know, we've said this time and time again. All three guys are great. Yeah, I get Biggie Kofi Kingston. I cannot stand Xavier Woods. I like Xavier. I think I think Biggie could have been a champ at one point if they built him up the right way. I think he could have been champ if they if they continued on the right path, but they dropped the ball on that. But both guys are all three guys are really really good, and they can't be doing more with them if they drop the gimmick and they were just full on, just you know I don't know raging people. I don't want to say anything racist or anything like that, but I feel like all three guys can be just great without the dumb gimmick. You know what I mean? But at least they're finally turning me in a way they need to scrap the gimmick, but. It's a step in the right direction, but three for three, Cesaro and Kid coming up victorious, still the WWE Tag Team Champions. So up next on the card, Dean Ambrose versus Luke Harbour, officially added to the Extreme Rules matchup lineup on Sunday in a Chicago street fight. The last time we saw this kind of matchup was between CM Punk and Chris Jericho in Chicago at Extreme Rules almost exactly three years ago. So this matchup should be great. I'm looking forward to it. Could be one of the hidden gem, one of the hidden gems of the evening. They had a in the last couple of matches have been pretty good for the most part, and uh, I feel like with their similar styles, they can go out there and have a hell of a matchup. So RJ, starting with you, who do you think you got going over, Ambrose or Harper? Ambrose. You feel like he feel he gets his first win in ten months? Yep. What do you expect? What are your expectations for the match itself? I think it's going to be a good match, um, but I think I think Ambrose would have to win. What? Him losing again to Harper would just diminish him more than he already is, I think. Harper doesn't gain much from winning. Well, he gains much from winning, but him losing doesn't mean much because no think, one yeah. really cares about Harper right now. It's more about Harper. It's more about Ambrose losing than it is Harper yeah. winning. You yeah. know what I mean? So I do agree that Ambrose does have to win here. And we established this before, but his first pay-per-view victory in about 10 months or so since payback, and I feel like the match itself can be really, really good. I said in an article recently that Barrett and Ambrose, or Barrett and uh, Brian could steal the show. I don't even know if that match is going to happen. We'll get to that in a minute. But um, you know, this matchup, I feel like it will kick off the show. It's going to be great if they can go out there and have a hell of a matchup. The Chicago crowd will love both these guys, and it could be a show-stealing matchup, so I'm looking forward to it. But Andre, who do you got going over here, Ambrose or Harper? Uh, I'm definitely going for Dean Ambrose. Uh, he needs this win. It's been a long time. He deserves it. And if he doesn't win, I'm going to be very disappointed in WWE. And I don't know. I'll be very disappointed, and I'll probably give up on WWE because he had so many opportunities to win in the in the in the, in the, in the past. They didn't, and here's his chance to shine in a in a great match, which I know as you said, can steal the show, and 
Dean Ambrose is gonna show everyone why he's the best and and win and beat Luke Harper. Even though Luke Harper is great, but I go with Dean Ambrose. No, I agree. And RJ, you said before, all of his past opponents you couldn't really beat. Ambrose, that is. Like he had to have Wyatt, he had to have Wyatt and Rollins, like he couldn't beat them. So I understand why they kept him um, they kept him looking decent in defeat, but he has to win this matchup. It's a Luke Harper. He does not mean all that much. So they need to have Ambrose go over on Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that match. We kind of discussed this before for the Divas Championship. And Naomi versus Nikki Bella contending for the title. RJ, who do you got going over? Nikki Bella, um, I think... <laughs> so we 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 lost we lost uh, Andre for a second. Sorry about that. I have the Back to the Future um, thing. I have the Back to the Future theme as my ringtone. That's why I heard that on the show for a quick second. So my apologies. I have uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. I have Nikki Bella going over. Um, I think she's a great champion. I think Naomi winning wouldn't do much for the division. Like, who's she gonna face? Nikki again, and then maybe Bree and like they have no other baby faces really like Emma but she's dead in the water so I don't see that happening but I think Nikki Bella deserves a win I think she's a great champion I think people would be more on board with her champion than Naomi I got Naomi I feel like it's time to put the title on her and I know they're both going to be heels I don't know if they're going to be turning Nikki baby face or not I guess we'll find out for sure like in the next couple of weeks but um, you know Andrea was saying before I feel like she deserves it it's been five years too long she gets her first title run on Sunday like I said I don't know how the crowd will react to the matchup but it should be interesting though and uh, you see yeah, I've got Naomi going over and she's a heel anyway and it obviously sets up a program between Naomi and Paige when she comes back so you can do that match I don't know if you give the belt back to Paige or whatever but I can absolutely see Naomi um, winning the championship on Sunday so one for Nikki Bella one for Naomi Andre who do you got going over I think Naomi's actually going to win this one, and she deserves it because I'm getting really tired of Nikki Bella and the Bella Twins. And uh, Naomi has come a long way. She deserves it, and uh, she's going to prove why she's the best. Plus, I like her as a heel because I'm not sure which if it was smacked on the raw, but she started preaching about how... She never gets opportunity at nothing and all the other divas do. And they always focus on like either Paige, AJ Lee, or the Bellas. But I think it's her time to shine. You gotta put, you gotta put the hottest people on the TV screen, people. It's not all about wrestling. Naomi's attractive, too. What? Naomi's attractive, too. Yeah. I'd rather look at the Bellas, AJ Lee, or Paige. <laughs> Unfortunately, AJ Lee is gone for right yeah, now. So I'll just look at the Bellas. Right I'll be fine with that. <laughs> That's fine. They'll still be on TV regardless. Did you hear the rumor that they might be doing a... They want a spinoff show of Total Divas called Total Bellas? Good. Did you hear about I'll that? i watch it every week. <laughs> I know you would. But that's that That's match. Horrible. We got Naomi going over. You've got Naomi. You've got no, Nikki, got Bella, Nikki going Bella going over. You've got Nikki Bella, so two to one Looks there. Looks matter, people. <laughs> Up next, for the Intercontinental Championship, Daniel Bryan versus Bad News Barry. If the match is happening, that is... I've got, well, actually, before my prediction, Andre, who do you got going over? I got uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, 100%. I just, he, uh, he, I don't think they should, you know, take the title away from him just now. Because he just won the title at the big stage, WrestleMania. And giving it to Wade Barrett is just like a slap in the face. It's like basically a couple years ago, the Miz won, he beat Barrett, and then the next night he lost it to Wade Barrett. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I think, uh, um, Daniel Bryan should hold the title for a little bit longer. 
They're finally catching fire and making that belt mean something. That would be dumb to take the title off him. The only reason I could see them giving it back to Barrett is because, like I said before, is because of the health issue he's currently suffering from with the neck or the concussion or whatever it is. Um, hopefully that won't be the case. And if anything, I would hope that they don't do the match at all and they would just strip him of the belt and they won't have Barrett beat him for it. Because, like I said, Barrett's really, really good. But they've yeah. diminished him so much that they have to build him back up the right way. They're giving him back that belt will make that belt mean nothing again. And, I mean, it's not the most prestigious thing in the world right now, but they're finally taking the right steps to making it mean something. I know Daniel Bryan hasn't been on Raw lately, but that has more to do with his health than it does them keeping him down or a SmackDown guy or whatever, which is dumb because, you know, there's no brand extension. I don't expect there to be any time in the near future. But, yeah, if the match happens, I've got Daniel Bryan, RJ. I got uh, Wade Barrett by forfeit. Um, I don't think uh, I, I don't see Brian showing up. If Brian does show up, I, I think he's gonna win. But I'm gonna go with Wade Barrett by forfeit. Do so you think the match won't happen and Barrett wins the belt? He doesn't win the belt. Just this doesn't happen. Oh, okay. So the match doesn't happen. It just scrapped from the card. He just comes out and they just give him. Brian gets counted out. Wade Barrett wins by count out or forfeit. Yeah, but then in that case, you would win the championship though. How? By forfeit, you just win the title. How? I don't think you need count to count out then. Count out. Count out. Count out. Count out then. Count out then. He can't win by count. He can't win the title on a count. Okay, you, you. Okay, so you think Barrett wins the match, but not the belt. Yes. Okay. Okay. Got you. So we got two for Brian, one for Barrett, but not. Either way, you say that Barrett doesn't win the championship. No. Okay, we can all agree on that. Up next, we've got for the actually for no championship on the line here. Kiss me arse match between oh Dolph Ziggler <laughs> between hey. Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus, and we ranted about this last week. We don't have to go into into too much detail about this again. But from my understanding, it is a standard one-on-one singles matchup between Sheamus and Brian, or between Sheamus and Ziggler, and then the winner has to kiss the other one's ass. That's pretty much what it is. So, um, yeah, the, the stipulation is what it is. I mean, it's really worth ranting about, but we'll just waste time. But, RJ, I'll start with you. Who do you see going over here between Ziggler and Sheamus? Sheamus. Sheamus, you think so? They'll Sheamus continue his coming, momentum? coming back, debut, came back with a new look as a heel. Going through Ziggler and Brian, I think it would kill his push if he lost the Ziggler. So I'm gonna go with Sheamus, and we get to see his white ass kiss. Hopefully not. We hopefully we don't get to see that part, and something else happens. But I mean, either guy could go over here. I'm fine with whoever wins. I feel like Sheamus needs it more. But if Ziggler wins, he gets a nice little victory on pay per view, and maybe maybe you can continue the feud or whatever. And then they could do a three way or a four way over the championship, over the Intercontinental Championship. Hopefully at some point down the line. But um, the match itself, I mean, Sheamus and Ziggler never, never, n- have never had a bad match from my understanding, so I don't expect them to change that come Sunday. The stipulation I could do without, as we all could, but the, the match itself should be worth, and I've got, like I said, either a guy could go over, but I guess it, it, if I had to choose, I don't really, I don't personally have a preference who goes over, but I think Sheamus wins. Um, so Andre, who do you think wins this matchup between Sheamus and Dolph Ziggler? I gotta go with Seamus because he just he returned not that long ago, and uh, I don't think it would look good on him if he loses at his you know first pay per view back. So I'm going with Seamus, which the whole match itself I think it's I think it should have been something else, but I know the match is gonna be great between them two and Seamus all the way. Given all the brawling they've been doing over the recent week, over the last couple of weeks, you would think like a a false count anywhere stipulation would have been like would have made sense. But as someone noted to me on Twitter, they make mockery of Sheamus's heritage all the time with all the Irish stories and the and the ancestors and now this stupid stuff. Like it just 
it doesn't need to happen. Like, if you want to make this guy a badass, serious heel, you do a match that makes sense. The Kiss Me R stuff, no one cares about. It's like typical WWE. You know, I don't care if it happens or not. Like, we get to see someone's ass or not. Hopefully not. <laughs> but, I mean, the fact that it's happening at all, the fact that this match is being branded as a Kiss Me R's match is embarrassing. Like, people, like, I love wrestling. I love it. I'll show my fandom any day of the week. But then, like, oh, what's in the card this Sunday? Uh, a Kiss Me Ars match between Dolph Ziggler and Sheamus? Like, why do you watch this shit? You know what I mean? Like, just stuff like that will make you feel embarrassed to be a fan. Got, but, I got breaking news. Cam said that he has Ryback winning. Ryback winning. Ryback winning the Kiss Me Ars match. <laughs> I think, is Cam, is Cam saying that he wants to see this matchup? So, he want, so he's saying that he wins this match? He wants Ryback's ass kissed. Okay, so Ryback somehow gets himself yes. involved. In yes. Ryback and he says, feed me more, and then kiss his ass. Okay, so Cam has Ryback, and we all have Seamus. That's gone on the record, so that, that is on the air for, for, the, uh, for the records. Up next, last man standing match. Roman Reigns versus The Big Show. Um, the stipulation makes sense. The match itself really couldn't care less for it. The millionth time we've seen Big Show versus Roman Reigns. The stipulation should be that we never have to see this match again or that Big Show <laughs> retires. But hopefully that's implied and, we, and it doesn't have to be made official. But it is what it is. Andre, who do you have going over here? Uh, I'm going with Roman Reigns because he has to win and he has to, you know, he has to slay the big guy, Big Show, which is he needs to retire already. He shouldn't be even on this card. But, uh, yeah, uh, Roman Reigns. Hopefully Roman Reigns retires Big Show at this pay-per-view. Don't really care for the match, but I got Roman Reigns. Even if they do Wyatt versus Roman Reigns, as Wyatt's next what program? Do. What was that? I, I thought that's what they were going to do at this pay-per-view, but I guess not. Yeah, I mean, there's always the chance. I mean, we we could always see Wyatt get himself interfered in the main event or this match or whatever it may be. But I feel I like with, with with Wyatt, though, I feel like even if his next opponent is Roman Reigns, they can't have Big Show win. Like, if, if Roman Reigns has to win, and then, then he can attack him afterwards. Or on Raw the next night, it doesn't matter. If they have him attack Roman Reigns, and that's what helps Big Show win, it doesn't matter if he helps win or not. If Big Show it goes down as the victor of this matchup... It's going to kill yeah, Roman Reigns, if it hasn't already. What was that? He already won the Battle Royal. What more can he get? There's re- Yeah, exactly. There's really no reason to be doing this match to begin with. Then you have the Big Show win. I mean, I mean, I know I, that's not like a realistic possibility that Big Show will win, but we've said that before. Like, I didn't think Sting would lose, and he, <laughs> he ended up losing. So anything is possible with Big Show. And, like, he beat Eric Rowan at TLC, and that made me puke in my mouth when that, when that happened. When he buried Eric Rowan. But, yeah, Roman, Re- Roman Reigns has to win all the way. Like, they're going to ruin this guy. I mean, I don't know if he still has that special feel to him that he does before re- that he did have before WrestleMania. I don't think so, but he's still pretty fun, and if they have him lose here, he's, he's dead in the water. But, RJ, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Big Show. Just kidding. Roman <laughs> Reigns, Reigns, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. I can never pick the Big Oof. Show. Don't uh, joke with me like I know. that. I thought Grandma's supposed to have a heart attack. <laughs> no, Roman Reigns should easily win. Big Show needs to go away. I was hoping Kane's two-week notice was real last night because he could really leave too, and I wouldn't care that much. But if he goes back, babyface, I will like him ten times more because I can tolerate Kane. Big Show just has nothing going for him. He just sucks. But uh, face heel tweener, I don't care. It's the thing. The thing about the Big Show is like he used to be like dominant. Like the other night we were watching No Mercy 04, him against Angle. Like he was actually yes. like a big dominant guy. You know what? That I- was just like freaking puppy shit. And- <laughs> Sucks. I hate the big show. You know what I was watching recently? 
I think it was Backlash 03. Might have been 03. Mysterio. Yes, and he whacked him against the ring post. Stretcher. Great visual. And I'm like, wow, that guy's a badass heel. Ten years later, he's you know, standing next to the Andre trophy and crying in the middle of the ring. <laughs> bastard. That's yeah. why I hated Big Show. The inconsistency. Roman you know? Reigns easily should go over. If he loses, just scrap his career. Yeah, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much it for Roman Reigns. He's going to be the one retiring before Big Show if yeah. Big Show wins on Sunday. Up next, we have the for the United States Championship, a Russian chain match between John Cena and Rusev. I said before WrestleMania, I felt like that they would give Rusev the win at the next pay-per-view and give the belt back to Rusev, but that was before I found out they did the whole U.S. Open and they started making the belt mean something again. So I've kind of changed my tune. I've got John Cena going over here. You don't have to be pinned. You only have to touch all four corners of the ring, I guess, as John Cena explained recently. So there's a chance Rusev wins here, but the U.S. Open stuff, I've been really enjoying. They need to keep it going and make that belt mean something. If, if Rusev wins it back, I mean, I'm not going to be pissed. But then why have him drop it in the first place, you know? Because it, that's what we said before, though. Exactly. I mean, I'm not putting it past him to do it, but, like, why would you do that? At this point, you need to keep the belt on John Cena, continue to make it mean something. So I've got John Cena. RJ, who do you have? John Cena. John Cena. Andre, who do you got going over here? Um, I don't like John Cena, but I'm going with Cena. Because uh, I don't like Rusev. they got to keep the U.S. Open going. I feel like there's so many more possibilities they can have with people accepting it. Like if you build it down the line to a Sami Zayn or a Finn Balor or a Samoa Joe dude. you think they could do the same thing with Rusev though? If Rusev wins on Sunday, then he starts doing the U.S. Open thing? Maybe, but I feel like, uh, I could, no, he, he wouldn't do, I mean, yeah, probably not. Because he would have done it before. You know what I mean? The I feel worst like, part is, like, Cena can't really lose. He just came out with this new United States merchandise. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to have him lose the next month. Then again, Roman Reigns, I can, I will. And then he yeah, lost to WrestleMania. That's I don't different. know. I know. It's so much different. Cena, Cena. <laughs> Where's that shirt now? Seriously, the clearance been a Walmart. Comparing Cena to Roman Reigns is ridiculous. I know, I know. But still, you never really know. And, uh... I heard from what I heard, they're going to be re- redesigning the United States Championship. I don't feel like that's necessary. I like the current design, but it's John Cena. He redesigns everything. So I've got John Cena going over, and hopefully at some point we could see Balor or Zayn or Joe. So what's the, the Russian bowl match? It's kind of like a Texas bowl rope match. Pretty much, yeah. And they have to touch each Are they chained together? Yes. Chained together? Almost right? exact same stipulation, just named differently. It's it's a chain instead of a bowl rope, pretty much. They need a, they need a custody of Dominic match. Custody <laughs> of Dominic? Custody of who? Vicky Guerrero. Of Vicky Guerrero. I'm Edge versus to... Big Show. Comeback match. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of someone's son that Custody you can put on Eden the line. Custody of Eden Rhodes. Goldust versus Cody. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I would love to see that match. Up next, main event time for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Steel Cage. There's a lot of factors here. we got the Steel Cage. We've got the RKL band, the Kerbistan band, apparently. Maybe not band. Not really sure. And now also added the matchup as of last night's <laughs> Raw. Kane, Kane is the guardian of the gate. He is the, ga- <laughs> he is the gatekeeper. I laughed out loud when Triple H said that. I thought it was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it is what it is. Andre, who do you have going over in the main event? I got Seth Rollins because I got to make him look like the guy, the future. And uh, he lost at WrestleMania to Randy. So mm-hmm. usually people lose at WrestleMania, wins at Extreme Rules. So I got Seth Rollins going over. 
I think it works oh. out perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it works out perfectly because Orton won at WrestleMania. Rollins cashed in. He won the bell. He can finally get his win over Randy Orton. And Orton got the final say on Monday. So it makes sense. It's a predictable thing. But I think they've been booking this perfectly. So I love it. But, um, yeah. Rollins has to go over, I don't know, by way of what, be it a Phoenix Splash or interference. I wouldn't put it past them, even though it's a steel cage match. They'll probably have J&J come in. If Wyatt comes in and they do the same thing from Hell in a Cell, it's going to be groan-worthy, but it is what it I is. But... I, I, I wouldn't like Yeah, it, it, it would be unoriginal. They probably don't even know what they did last week, much less six months ago, but I don't know. That's, that's, that, that's the company for you. But I would be I would be open to an Orton Wyatt match or a few. That'd be pretty nice. But I, would, I, would, I want that actually. That would be really cool. It's been a long time coming. I feel like that's one guy that Wyatt hasn't feuded with yet that could make for like a great money feud or a money match. So hopefully we see that next or down the line anyway. But RJ, who do you have going over in the main event with Kane as the guardian of the gate? Um, I think this is so predictable. I think Seth Rollins wins. I think Seth Rollins wins with the RKO. Beats Randy Orton with his own move, and can, retains his title. I, I have a, some reason I feel like Orton will go for the curb stop and miss it, and R, he'll get RKO'd by Seth Rollins and lose. I feel like with this match anyway, and then they'll wrestle again a payback. It's obvious they're gonna wrestle like payback. Yeah, I feel. Like, or I heard there might be a triple threat in the works with no. Reigns too. That's what I heard. I'm not yeah. really sure if that. I could see that happening, but um, someone noted this to me yesterday. I heard someone say this, and I hope it's not true. That Kane turning babyface is a red herring and then he shuts the door. I mean, I want to see Rollins win, but to see Kane turn heel again and he sticks with the authority, it's like, ugh. Like, I thought the stuff last week they did with him was really good and they need so to turn So what you're face. saying is he opens the door for Orton and then slams on his face. Yeah. And then we get Kane and Orton in the next pay-per-view. And I don't want to see that. It, just, I wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense for how they're building Kane up to all of a sudden now he's Heel again. Keyword there doesn't make sense, which means they'll do it, <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. With everything, that, like the physical interaction that he's had with the authority, like he can't not turn babyface now. But the thing is, could you see him maybe, maybe he shuts the door on Rollins first, and then Orin does the same thing, and he shuts the door on Orin, and then like Rollins hits the Phoenix Splash and wins. If he treats them both equally, yeah, I can then, see that. Yeah, I or maybe it. he shuts it on Orton on Rollins, and then he like goes away, and then Wyatt. I don't know. I can see. I, I'm just going back to the Wyatt thing because I feel like Kane will turn on Rollins, and then maybe then Wyatt comes in instead. Like he in, interferes in the cage, but I don't want to see that. Would again. he be the next? Would he just come out and be the Guardian of the Gate? Yeah, he, he becomes he the next. He becomes the Guardian of the Gate. <laughs> Kane leaves. Wyatt just comes over the barricade, just sits there at the gate, and then Guardian of the Gate. <laughs> Stupidest thing I've ever heard. I laughed out loud when I heard. Freaking Charlie say Kane is the guardian of the gate. Bray Wyatt rumored to replace Batista in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the sequel, Guardians of the Gate. I can very much see that happening. A, by a, WWE Studios. A parody by WWE Studios. But yeah, three for three here. We've got Seth Rollins going over on Sunday, still the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So that's going to wrap it up here on WrestleRant Radio. Like I said before, Extreme Rules on Sunday for free 99 $9.99 for both of us because we've been paid loyal subscribers since day one i'm still waiting for my my for my free mercs my free 25 bucks from wwe some shop compensation would be nice WWE. give me some nice compensation i'm a we're college kids for god's sakes give me some money give me something to work with here but yeah that's that's extreme rules on sunday i think the show itself is going to deliver it's always awesome so the sun that the show itself should be great but andre first and foremost brother thanks for coming on always great to talk to you um thanks for making your debut here on the show and of course um, you guys can follow him on Twitter at Ninja Rollins. Is there any anywhere else, guy, uh, that the that the people can find you at, brother? 
Uh, not only Twitter or Instagram, but mainly Twitter. Sounds good, man. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, I had a blast. Hopefully I can come back again, and maybe I'll, I'll talk more the next time. Cause, uh, I got to, you know, I'm kind of shy, but no, I'll that's talk okay, more dude. You made a good debut. You made a good first impression. Your debut here in the show, you're, I don't know, it's like Paige winning the Divas Championship. Maybe not to that level, but it's something quite like that, making a nice debut here on, on WrestleRant Radio. But like I said before, man, thanks for coming on, and I'll catch you down the road. All right, man. Uh, have a good night. You too, man. See you later. Bye. RJ, the time for these shameless plugs. I'm just going to go off that. No one can be just like me coming debut episode like the Shield <laughs> debut at Survivor Series, baby. But um, before I get to the shameless plugs, how I'm just thinking about now that you said the rain thing, how mad would you be if Rollins loses at payback to Reigns? Would that diminish the cash in at WrestleMania if he loses two months later to Reigns? A little bit, because I feel like the money match at SummerSlam is Rollins Lesnar. You can't you can't put the belt on Lesnar on Reigns right now. Right, and you right. got me scared that he's gonna win money <laughs> in the bank. You got me. Yeah. Really scary. Reigns is definitely gonna win. And then doing a copy They're of WrestleMania. Do a copy, and then literally the WrestleMania win would mean nothing. Ugh. It'd be like, all right, cool, a macho screw job again, but they're gonna do it with the money in the bank. Like stupid. That's the epitome of poop right there. That's poop. I don't want to see that happen. Poop but White wins the briefcase. That'd be nice. The cash is in at SummerSlam when we're there. We're gonna be doing the uh, the phones. The fireflies. Oh, oh, looking forward to it. You know where SmackDown actually is tonight? Providence. Providence, Rhode Island, baby. The Dunkin' Donuts Center, like, back last six years ago. Just watched it on the network. Great show. Great show. Well, you can see RJ on the show, by the way. I'm the WWE I am on the show, and I think I'm wearing a Legacy t-shirt. I am. When Warren hits the arcade right before he's about to win the belt, you're like, yeah! And then great. Then you hear the bell ring anyway. It was weird. Yeah, it was so bad. But shameless plugs, as usual, at RJ underscore Marceau. You can find me on nextwrestling.net. I will come out with a new article probably by the end of the week. I got some schoolwork to do, so that's probably a little bit more important. But who knows? Maybe I'll throw essays aside and start writing on Next Era um, at WrestleRant. Um, Cam, Carolyn, Graham, Molly, Shannon, um, anyone else, I'm sorry, but I'm tired, so I can't name anyone else. <laughs> Uh, besides that, uh, hashtag where's Ray? <laughs> I was just what when you walked in, CM Punk versus Ray Extreme Rules 2010. I'm watching all those pay-per-views back in the network. Great shows, much like Backlash. Go watch Backlash. If there's one thing to take away from this week's show. Go watch Backlash, specifically Backlash 09. Go watch SummerSlam 05 with the custody of Dominic match <laughs> between Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Where the fuck is Vicky? Greatest part of the whole match. <laughs> Eddie's just standing there on the ladder for like 30 seconds. Like, could have easily grabbed the briefcase, like, like screwing around because he knows that Vicky's supposed to come out and she'd take forever. <laughs> the debut of Vicky in WWE and she botches then much... And to think she ended up lasting nine years. I mean, she was amazing, but to think that was her premier appearance in WWE is mind-boggling. But nevertheless, my cheap plugs, you can find me on the Twitter at WrestleRantFacebook.com backslash Graham.GSM.Matthews. Um, RJ plugged it before, nextairwrestling.net. You can catch the debut column of Repackage Gold, next edition. I don't think you said this. No, 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 no. Oh, you don't, don't want, want to reveal it? I don't want to announce it. Okay, okay, it's fine. secret, people. The much-anticipated return of Repackage Gold is coming Could up Could be John next. Cena. Who knows? Hustle, loyalty, respect. Or what was his original theme song? Basic Thugonomics. 
You never know. Oh, he had like the generic one when he was like the. I love that song. I have it on my iPod, and it's a great song. Ruthless aggression. You know what I saw on the WWE.com random note? Um, as in, uh, accepting the U.S. Open challenge. Dun, 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 dun. Kurt Angle comes out would lose my shit. Too bad he's in TNA, but I know it'd just be uh, to think about his debut and then to do that. U.S. title, like it writes itself. But this company is poop, and they won't they, take back Kurt Angle. Well, they couldn't. And why did what? No, no one. He got when he became a free agent late last year. They want to pay him. They didn't want to pay. He wanted the he wanted the um the Lesnar schedule. You got to work a little more than that, buddy. Exactly. You don't have to work. You don't have to work every house show. Maybe work a few Raws and Smackdowns. You're work not the, Lesner, work the buddy. Relax. You don't get that treatment. <laughs> work, work the Jericho schedule. That's a nice little exactly. in between. Exactly. Work the RVD schedule. I think it works so well in that case. But still, Extreme Rules on Sunday. We'll be back next week at let's see here live 365com backslash stations backslash ECTV73 with our Extreme Rules review. Our final, second to last show before we're gone here. guest? I don't know, actually. I gotta look oh at the lineup. God, terrible <laughs> host. Doesn't even know his guest. Yeah, I gotta look at my lineup. I'm not, I don't know off the top of my head, but like I said, nextairwrestling.net, at WrestleRant, Graham G. The Matthews, Facebook, YouTube, Bleach Report, everywhere. You can find me. I'm all over the internet, but <clears throat> we'll be back next week, like I said, live 365 dot com backslash stations backslash ectv 73 nine o'clock eastern time eight central time with an extreme rolls review so have a great week folks and we'll catch you next tuesday